Okay, good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Dafnun Tess in Maseches Nadarim. Dafnun Tess in the top. Masiv Rami Barchama. There he is, our dear friend, Rami Barchama, Shir Schmidtman's uh, PhD th- uh, thesis dissertation uh, about this very clever genius of a tzaddik Gadol. What was his question? Okay, so the Ron actually explains what the question is. We'll say it outside. It's actually... Yesterday I missed due to a mild illness, Baruch Hashem, feeling a little bit better. Monday, by the way, scheduling note, uh, the kids are off. We're away this Shabbos. So back, Bezat Hashem, Tuesday. Hopefully by then we'll be full strength. But here we go on an Arab Shabbos, Hanukkah, and there was a machlokas. We're talking about the topic of what is the status of growths that come out of a root? Wow. Wow. Growths that come out of a root. Why are we getting into this? Because don't, do you remember Goranowitz? We said gidulim and gidule gidulim, right? That when a person makes something usher to himself, so then that item, and we will see a little bit about the distinction, you might recall, whether he says this item is usher to himself or right, he, he makes the nether on the item or makes it on himself. Be that as it may, right? We said chilufeim v'giduleim, the gidulim. That's a fascinating thing. That there's an iser that falls on the item, Right, that the item acquires uh, certain, uh, and it's no longer, and it's pro- a prohibition that even were it to be planted in the ground, that prohibition would then sort of be infused into the growths that come out of it. It's a fascinating idea, the prohibition going into the growths that come out of it. And so that launched a discussion two days ago about do all prohibitions, is this really true, that prohibitions infuse uh, right into the growths that come out of them. And so Rabbi Yochanan says that when it comes to respect to Orla, right, where you have it regrafted on a tree, everything is usher. In other words, even the growths that come out of it is usher, right? The fundamental question is, do the growths acquire the properties of this root? So when it comes to Orla, they do, <laughs> says Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yonasan said, when it comes to onion, that were part of kilaim. They were grown with a vineyard, so those two, uh, those two mixture, those two should not be mixed together. Those two species, and then after they were grown together, they were uprooted. So there too, we said that that does not become nullified. And again, the growths would acquire the properties of the root. Rabbi however, said so. Again, Rabbi Yochanan and Yonas both held that when you have that root, and that's the Goranowitz Musar moment. They held of the Goranowitz Mr. Moment, that when the root is rotten, so to speak, or, or, or contaminated, the offshoots will be contaminated. Wow. wow. Whereas the fish stinks from the head, Goranowitz. Whereas Rabianai says, no, no, no. Look at a truma onion. A truna, truma onion becomes mutter. Meaning, right, the gidulim nullify the actual original onion, and that seems to imply that the growths do not acquire the properties of the root when it comes to the Isser of Truma. So which is it? Is it like Orla and Kalaim that does not become uprooted? Or is it like Truma that does become uprooted? Well, Masiv Rami Barchama, as we start in the top line in the Testament Aleph, let's look at our Mishnah, he says. What does our Mishnah says? say? Konim peris elo alai, konim hen alpi, konim hen lefi, as we had said. If a person makes a nether, they can't have these peris ha'elu, as Barry had pointed out. Right, so now it's on the, on the actual pairs. Right, so 
Six, uh, apparently, if uh, the darim don't get cancelled, and furthermore, continuing and quoting our Mishnah, Shani Ochel Shani This is when Andrew says he swears off these the, this particular fruit from himself. He makes it on the gavra, as we say. So you could switch it, obviously, because he says he's not going to have this apple, but he can have a peach. He could switch it for a peach. However, if Andrew says I'm never going to have this apple, Uve Gidu and then he plants it in the ground. So then, so then if the seed decomposes, so then you can have it because that thing which Andrew promised he's not going to eat is already gone. It's totally disintegrated. But if something like an onion, let's say an onion, I don't know, it's still extant, it's still one of these root vegetables in the ground. So then the growth that come out of it will in fact be also. So we see, both in the case of Conan Paris Alai, and even in the case of Shani Ochavashanitom, where the root does not decompose, that what? That the, that the original root is not nullified at all by the growths. This seems to be another data point to support Rav Yochanan and Rav Yonasan. That was the question of Rami Barcham. In other words, Rav Yochanan and Rav Yonasan say that with Orlan, with Kilaim, it seems like the right. So, in other words, you're saying with the darm, would the growths nullify the roots? Well, we said, wait a minute. By Ornola and Kilaim, we know the growths do not nullify the new, the 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 roots. Rianai said by Truma, we know that the growth does nullify the roots. But it seems clear from our Mishnah that by Nadarim, the growth does not nullify the roots, just like Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yonasan had said. So, therefore, that's what the Ran says that this this uh, this uh, Kasha of Masiv Rama. Rami Barchama is going on Rabbi Yanai, who thinks that the growth should nullify the roots. And yet, we see from a Mishnah that they do not with respect to Nadarm. So the Gemara says, yeah. <laughs> We're, uh, let me take a step back. We keep trying to say, do the growths nullify the roots? If you were to ask me, based on all these factors, I would say, well, it depends. Right? Are you talking about Orla? Are you talking about Kilaim? Clearly with Nadarm, the growths don't seem to nullify the roots. So what if by Truma it does? Maybe there's a reason by Truma where the growth specifically with Truma would nullify the roots. So that's what the Gemara tries to say. I'm a Rabbi Abba. Shiny Konamos. Yeah, Nadarm are different than Truma. Why? Since when it comes to Nadarim, if you want, you could go and Mitchellalayu means Dusha'ela, which means you can undo the nether. Havulahu barov. We've been beating this theme to a pulp, the concept of davershiyeshlo matirin. Davershiyeshlo matirin technically means that it's something that goes away. Now, Nadarm don't go away on their own. You have to go and you have to kind of find a reason, right? You have to do she'ela, that's true. And we'll see that, that why that would apply more to Nadarm but to Truma. But again, at this point in the Gemara, the, the basic concept is that if something could be undone, Chazal say, and there's love this here, Andrew, don't worry. The Rishonim will say, and this seems to be like the most, the, well, I'll give you the most Balabatish version. If it could be undone, then maybe you should be patient and wait until you undo it. Why are you doing it now? And therefore, it's almost like a gazera, right? It's like a life hack. It's like the seven habits of highly effective people I have to. Where you say, this is another Gorano, it's Mr. Moment. If in fact, so you say, should this iser be bottled? Should this iser not be bottled? Well, let's wait until you're moderate. And if you're moderate, then you won't have the question anymore. 
right? And therefore, we're going to we're going to incentivize you, so to speak. This is very balbatch what we're saying now. We're going to incentivize you to be moderate or to at least wait until it's matter by itself. In the case of a basis and right? In order, right? And and by telling you that until you until that passes, until you undo the nether, or until you know yantiv passes, it's not going to be bottle at all. Uh, you're right. It, it may, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Pinchas Gross Shlita says that the, uh, the Briskarov thought that the best shatim sounded balabatish because they were real. Okay. I, thank you, Gorano. It's appreciated. I'll take it as a compliment that you think that that's lumdish. And yeah, there, there, it's, it's a, a version of what the Rishonim will say with regards to Davashiational material. So be that as it may, when it comes to Nadarim, they're Davashiational material. And since you can cancel the Nadar, it's not going to be Batal Barov for that reason. However, the Gemara says, Vari Truma, the Yibai Mitchalala. This is fascinating. You may not have realized this, Andrew. The, can you, do you know that once you separate something for Truma, you can also take, you could take that back also? Wow. Is that true? Yeah. You can take produce, right? Designate a portion of it as Truma. And you may have recalled this already from Ervin Daf Lamid, that you can, that even though it is Usr to do so, you can, in fact, take it back and, and have the, all the produce revert back to Tevel. That's unbelievable. That's what the rush points out here. Now, even though it's usher to do, the prohibition would be lifted, and therefore, that would work. And yet, we still see that according to Rabiano, Vatli Barov, right? How do you know that again? We have a mission in Truma. The Tanah, the mission in Truma says like this. In other words, even though it's a Davashi Yeshlo Matirin, it's still Batal Barov. So it sounds like even things that are Davashi Yeshlo Matirin, uh, might be still Batal Barov. What's the mission? We're, we're, we're trying to figure out why Truma, the growths, are Mavatel, the, the root, whereas with Nadarim, as our Mishnah states, the growths are not Mavatel, the root, and even the growths of a, right, of, a, of an onion, let's say, that you made another on, even those growths would be usur. You would not be able to eat them. Why, why would you not be able to eat them? You just said you weren't going to eat the onion. What does that have to do with these roots? Yeah, but the roots take on the characteristic of the onion when it comes to the darm. And therefore, you can't have gidulei gidulei, as our Mishnah says. Why is that different in truma? So what we're suggesting is that, well, the darim are davashi and therefore, that's why it's never batal. But what we're saying now is that even truma is a davashi yeshlomatirin. It's not. Like we said in the Mishnah, in truma, truma, Right? That if you had, let's say, one, uh, whatever, unit of truma that fall, and it's truma tmea, that falls into less than a hundred times of its, of its, uh, of that unit, of chulin, tira cave. You should have to wait until it rots. Why? Because it's also to everyone. That's what we saw in Psachim Davchav. Right? That you can't even use it for kindling. Remember that? The, the truma tmea? It has to rot. You can't use it at all. Uh, however, as the Gemara points out, halimala ta'ale, the Mishnah in Truma implies that if you threw this saw of Truma, Tamea, into a mixture that was so big that it would, of Chulin, that would overwhelm it by more than 100 to 1, that in fact the Truma become nullified. That's unbelievable. Why is Truma nullified when Nadarim are not? After all, we said, Truma is also Davashiational material. So why is this Davashiational material Batel? So Gemara says there's a special reason why. Because, well, first of all, the Gemara says, 
Maybe we're talking about a specific type of tumor, truma. Yeah. Maybe we're talking about truma that had already been given to the coin. Remember, right? Uh, a a Levi or Israel, they separate the, out the truma for a coin. Yeah, and then they give it to the coin. Once they get it, to the, give it to the coin and it gets into their hands, then, as the Gemara says, well, at that point, you can no longer take it back. There's a certain point, Andrew, where it's the point of no return. Once you're giving it to the Kohen, you can't go back, knock on his door and say, by the way, that stuff that I made truma, I, I, I no longer want it to be uh, truma. As a matter of fact, I recall now, through Siyata Deshmaya, that I was listening to Rabari Libwitz, the great Dafyomi master, and it was fact a truva tr- uh, of the Noida Yehuda. Don't ask me how I remember that. Who is looking for a source, it's a well-known concept, it's, it's it, that in Halacha with respect to Tzedakah. Can you take tzedakah back? What kind of jerk would do that? Uh, you let's say, let's say I donate money to Bnei Jacob Shari Zion. Okay, so I'm donating charity to Bnei Jacob Shari Zion, and I can say, I'm sorry, I, I thought I was donating to a different shul, or I didn't realize I already donated, and I already donated enough to to qualify for the dinner, whatever it is. So can you take it back? So the halacha is. I don't know if it's, it's definitely with respect to tzedakah and then however you define, let's say Shari Zion would be considered a tzedakah. So <clears throat> the luck is once you've collected it, I can no longer take it back. But the problem is it doesn't appear anywhere in Shas. I believe it was an Odebi Yehuda. It's definitely somebody, I think it was him, that used this, this Gemara. Can you imagine the geniuses that these Gedolim are? That they, they use this Gemara as the source. That just like we say that Truma be a coin. Uh, that once a recipient, right, who's the ultimate destination of the truma, gets it, you can't roll it back. So that's the same thing by tzedakah or anything else. Once, so it doesn't have to be the actual ani, right? It could be the, right, that you already put it into the, right, the uh, tzedakah organization, right? Once they've already acquired it, you can't roll it back anymore. So how does that answer our, our issue here, Garanowitz? Because if this is the case where the coin already has it, so then you can't bring it back. So then it's not a davershiyeshlo matirin. And once it's no longer davershiyeshlo matirin, it becomes batal. So that's why truma is batal the dharma or not. However, says the Gemara, Iyachim is seifa. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like the coin already has it. Because you keep looking at that Mishnah and truma and it seems to say, In other words, the case that we had where you have to let it rot was when the truma was tamea. I didn't flesh this out enough. When, if, it's also, if it's truma, so then only coin can have it. If it's truma tamea, even the coin can't have it. That's why you have to let it rot, Andrew, because nobody can have it. Whereas here, the Mishnah points out that if the truma was tahora and it fell into this giant vat of chulin, so then just sell the whole thing to a coin because he can eat truma anyways, right? So he, it doesn't matter if he's eating the truma or the chulin, sell it. Well, if it's saying you, you should sell it to the coin, that ruins our pshat that it's already been given to the coin. Clearly, our Mishnah is talking about where it had not yet been given to the coin. So it says the Gemara, no. Okay, so let's talk about where it's not a Kohen yet, but the reason why he sells it is because he can't eat it. How can you have a case where it's already been getting to the Kohen and therefore it's no longer a Davashational Matirin, but still you would have to sell it to a Kohen according to the Hemshech of the Mishnah? The following case? Your grandpa's a Kohen, right? A Bas Kohen, Nebuch, married a Yisrael. And so, and had a child. And then when, the, when her father died, the inheritance eventually went to said child. Now that child 
is not a Kohen, right? Because that goes according to the father. And therefore, that child is Israel, who's inherited something that had already been given to a Kohen, right? He's inherited Truma. So now that Truma can't be rolled back, and yet he still has to sell it. That's why you would have to say, sell it to a Kohen. So the Gemara, but wait a minute, that can't be true. But the end of that mission in Truma says, It says that when you sell it to the coin, that you do what? You, that even the saw of the Truma is his to sell. Oh wait, I'm sorry. That, that you sell it to the coin, but you can't sell the Damim of the Osa saw. That implies... Right, that it was not yet given to a coin. Why? Because again, you could sell it to a coin, but you can't sell the osa saw. What's the osa saw? The original saw of truma. Why can't you sell the original tr- saw of truma to a coin? Because Andrew, the truma is supposed to be given as a gift to the coin. Oh, you're not allowed to sell truma to a coin. You have to gift the truma to the coin, or at least initially, right? Okay. So now that's a problem because it sounds like because if the grandson had really truly acquired it, once his grandfather had already been giving it, it as a gift, that you can sell, right? So, in other words, by saying that the saw of Truma has to be gifted, we see that said saw of Truma had not yet been gifted clearly. Well, this fancy case that we set up where it fits with the Mishnah where you would have to sell it, but it still is in the hands of Israel. It can't be that it's a grandson of a coin because we see that the saw has not yet been gifted. So the whole thing blows up in our face, Andrew. Our whole shot in the Mishnah doesn't work because we see that we're not talking about a grandson of a coin who has already been gifted the truma because this truma had clearly not yet been gifted because it can't be sold. So it has to be a case where the truma has not yet been gifted. So we have to accept that the, that the Mishnah has to be talking about truma that fell into Chulin before it was gifted and therefore it is still something that's a Davashi Yeshla Matirin. The Gemara now has to explain a different reason why it would be Batel as opposed to Nadarm. So what we just did, Gerano, is just to catch up. We tried to explain through the Mishnah and Truma how it could be that the Truma is different than the Nadarm, explaining why it is a Davashi, why it is not a Davashi Yeshla Matirin, right? Why you couldn't roll it back. We tried to make it into a case where the coin already got it and we failed. We failed in that attempt. We couldn't fit it into the Mishnah. So it's clearly we have Truma that's not yet been gifted. And still, we say that it's not a Dovashiyashna material. So why? Says the Gemara. What does the Rambam say about it? That's a good question. I'd have to read the Rambam inside to see how he, uh, how he poskins here. We could probably figure it out by looking in, but I'm not sure offhand. So we're going to move forward. But that's a good homework for you. Come back next week, Tuesday. Uh-huh. Let us know what the Rambam says. El Eima. Let's say this distinction. When it comes to Nadarim, it's very important, Andrew. It's a mitzvah. When a person makes a mitzvah, a person should never make a nether, more, more often than not. We already had this machlokas. Is it what's, what's better? We, we try to figure it out from the Pasuk. What's better? To make a nether and fulfill it or to not make it at all? Be that as it may, we're going to quote Rabbi Nasan, who we already quoted on, I think, Chafbez, who doesn't like making a nether at all. So we say, when it comes to the darim, there's a mitzvah to undo it. Mishum de Rabbi Nasan, like Rabbi Nasan said, I'm Rabbi Nasan, ki'ilu bana bama. Right? If a person makes a nether, it's as if he erected a bama, 
which is usher to do, but the real usher is to what? To be makrav on the bama. To, Obama is a unsanctioned, right, mizbeach uh, outside of the base of Mikdash. It's a real iser to make a, to bring a carbon on such an unsanctioned bama. Right, to be mekayim the nether, which is to say to not, not just to fulfill it, but really to, right, to not undo it, to allow it to continue. It's as if he was, he made a, brought a carbon on that mizbeach. Wow. Well, that is a Dover Shiyeshna Matirin on steroids, right? That's something that has to be, that has to be uh, nullified. And the analogy is very apt, as we had said all, already. That a neder, a person thinks he's being a big old tzaddik by making a neder himself, he's probably getting carried away. In most cases, he's being, dis- in some ways, carried away and he's not going to be able to fulfill it. And it's that, da- and he's going down not a great road. Similarly, like a bummer, right? Maybe all good intentions. You think you're being spiritual, but really you're you're violating the the actual halacha. And therefore, a nether and a bama are similar in the sense that yeah, you think you're being from uh, by going to let's say I, I don't know Uman or whatever. But the reality is that maybe that that's not the necessary mainstream, and therefore. And therefore, it, it is something that you should not follow through with. And so what's going on? What's going on is that we have Rabbi Nassan explaining that we want you to undo it. That's not the case for Truma, says the Gemara, right? Truma, my mitzvah, li chulala. On the contrary. Truma, even though it is true, Andrew, that you can undo it, we already said that that is obviously discouraged. In fact, it's an iser, right? And there's definitely a incentive to continue. Like once you gave Truma, you really should never even think about it. Undoing that, so the truma and the nedarim are clearly distinct from each other. Where in the nedarim, you should always undo immediately if you did it, and truma you should never undo, and that's why nedarim is much more of a davar sheyesh lamatirin than truma. Fine, so that's where we leave it, and that's why the truma is something that will be batel because it's assumed it's going to remain as is and not be undone, <coughs> because that's how it should be. And Nadarim will still be considered a Dabr Shayesh Lamatirin, and that's why they're not Batil. Very good. So now we're six lines up in the bottom of the Testament Aleph. I'm going to go back to one of the, to the Halacha of Rabbi Yochanan. Gufa, Amr, Rabbi Yochanan, what did Rabbi Yochanan say? He was talking about the, I'm going to talk about the Meiser onions. Litra, Batalim, Shiftikna, Ozara, right? And you took off Meiser, Truman Meiser, Misaseris, Lefikula. And we say that even the original onions, right, you have to, Take off Meiser according to its entirety, which is to say that what do you do? Again, took off Truma Meiser, planted it. Then everything grew. You have to take off Meisers again, including taking into account the initial one. Well, wait a minute. Why do you have to take off Meiser twice on the original planting? Why would, why would anybody do that? So Yosef Rabbah becomes a Shemaita. Rabbah was in front of Ravchist. When Rabbah was sitting in front of, uh, Yosef Rabbah becomes a Shemaita. He was sitting, as we'll see, in front of Ravchista. And he was saying this. Rav Chista said to Rabbah, So we see here, Rabbi Yochanan is Rabbah's Rebbe. The big Gadol in Eretz Yisrael. And he says, who's going to listen to you and your Rebbe about this? Nobody's going to want to take off Meiser twice on the original onion. It doesn't make any sense. Where did the original Heter that came from that first Meiser go? Like why? Like, like right? Nobody's going to want to accept this where they already did it. So now they have to do it again. So the rabbi says, well, maybe they would. Why? Because I'm going to let me not to come and say, 
Rabbi said to Chista, don't you know the mission in Shvius that says this? As we turn to the Testament base, if you have onions, when is this? Prior to Shemitah. Sixth year, where you're allowed to grow your onions. Okay. And then, so you have the onions. In the sixth year, they're fine. You took them out. And then, they were rained upon, you put them back in the ground, and then they were rained upon in the seventh year. And Shemitah, where you're not allowed to. We already discussed this on Nunches, that if they're dark green, it's obvious that they grow from the ground. Well, now, if it's growing from the nutrients of ground, during Shemitah, those are going to be forbidden. So, what's the halacha? You could tell by the leaves. If the, the leaves look like they're dark, so, such that they were getting nourishment from the ground during Shemitah, then they're going to be Aser. However, if they look lighter, right, and pale, so then clearly they did not get any nourishment during Shemitah, and all of the growth that went on was, in fact, coming from that six-year onion, which is a mutter onion, and therefore mutarn. Beautiful. We see from this that the onion itself, if it's coming from the onion, it's mutter. If it's coming from the ground, it's asr. Okay. But that's the Gemara. B'chishchar, am I asurin? Wait a minute. Why is it us if it's coming from the ground? Maybe we should say, Maybe we should say the following. That since the onion was mutter, and it was already on the sixth year, why did that heter of the onion go away? Just because the nourishment, it's talking now about origi- the original onion. In other words, why can't you eat the original onion? That onion never, uh, was, was not a, itself a produce of the seventh year. Yes, the growth you can't eat, I get it. But the onion itself, the onion itself was a mutter onion. So why can't you eat that onion? Where did the, where did the growth go? It's an unbelievable raya that he tries to bring from that mission in Shvius to, um, to prove that there is a precedent, in fact, where something is mutter and becomes aser, right, uh, in a different context. So if Christa says, Amalei, misvart al ikr katani, atosev katani aserin. Yeah, you're right. We leave that onion alone. Nobody ever said that that onion was aser. The original six-year onion is fine. It's only the leaves that are nourished from the ground in Shvius that are going to be aser. Rabbi says, are you sure about that? What, why did Rav Shimon Gamliel comment on the Mishnah in the following way? Rav Shimon Gamliel, regarding this Mishnah in Shvius, has a brysa where he says the following, the Tanya. Rav Shimon Gamliel, Omer, He says straight out, the growths, right? Not the actual onion, but the growths that grow on the sixth year are good, um, they are um, and those, right, and those that grow in uh, Shemitah are going to be Aser. In other words, what it, this means is, right, that which, if you grow, Bechiv here is the Chiv of, of removal. Right, because during Shemitah, um, when something is going to be Aser, then they have to be removed. There's different ways to, to do it. But, but without getting into the nitty gritty of how you would handle such a thing, the point is, that the growths are going to be what's usser, but the original onion is not is not the the issue, right? So again, if you have an onion from the sixth year, it's totally cool kosher onion that doesn't need any like badatz extra hechsher for shemitah. So that onion is never the issue. Rav Shimon Gamliel says it's only the growths that are the issue. So what's the question? The question is like this: Tanakama nami achiyamar. In other words. What Rabbah is saying is, if the real point of the Mishnah, as you're suggesting, right, 
Rav Chista, if the point of the Mishnah is that the growths are the ones that the Mishnah is referring to and not the original onion, and you're saying that that's a shot in the Tanakama, well, why would Shimon Gamaliel comment and say the same comment that the Tanakama made? In other words, if that's the case, then the Tanakama and Shimon are saying the same thing. Why would they say the same thing? Isn't that redundant, Andrew? Says the Gemara, Rav Chista is going to say, it's not really redundant, it's repetition for emphasis. In other words, Kula Masnisi Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Katanila. Yeah. In other words, the whole Mishnah is really Shimon Gamliel. Okay, we have a Bryce that says that it's in his name. But the Mishnah, the Stam Mishnah, is going exactly like him. And therefore, of course, they're both saying the same thing. Because that was really, that Mishnah was like a codification of the Bryce that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said, right? Rabbi Shimon Gamliel made the statement and it made it to the big time, made it into the edited version of the Mishnah. And yes, Einachinami, it's Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. This is his statement, fine. So this is his idea that the roots are, in fact, right, going to be not what matters. It's going to be the growth that matter. And therefore, what we're saying is the Mishnah in, right, Shvius is not going to bother us because this idea of heter shebehen lehechan halach doesn't apply, Andrew, because we, we say that the heter never went anywhere. The Andrew, the, the Andrew, the onion is good. The onion is, is fine. Right, so so well. Once you see that the onion is fine, so we no longer have a precedent that, of something that's mutter that becomes usher. Still a problem for Rabbi Rabbi Yochanan. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, we say so. Maybe we have to reconcile it in some other way. As follows, it says, Maybe you'd have to say will hold that the new growth won't affect the kashras of the original onion, that's only when he didn't do any replanting. There you go. Bang. Bada bim, bada boom. Even Rabbi and Rabbi Yochanan would be able to read Rabbi Shimon Gamliel's Mishnah. Why? Because Shimon Gamliel is only talking about when you're a passive and you're just putting in the ground and it grows up. And it, and it grows on its own. In that scenario, we'll never say that the onion is usur because the onion was mutter and you never did anything to it. But guess what, Andrew? Once you did a lot of extra work to sort of revive this onion and make it like a uh, vital growth onion. So guess what? You've, re- you've restarted the clock on this onion. You've recalibrated. You get a fresh slate. And therefore, of course, this onion can become usher. Because after all, you're taking an onion. Okay, it was a kosher onion that grew in the sixth year. But now during Shemitah, you're cultivating it, right? You're nourishing it. And you're doing all the stuff you're not supposed to do with it on Shavia. So, of course, that onion, even though it had previously been kosher, is now going to take on an usher status. And therefore, um, even Rabbah and Rabbi Yochanan could, in fact, um, retain shot with the Mishnah and that price of Shimon Can you see anything about Hanukkah here? Oh, wow. And do you see a Hanukkah parallel here? Since it's Hanukkah? You know, with growing and all that. We saw that yesterday. We said it after Shir. We think like this, that the outgrowths, we see the Musser here, right, of the ripple effect of your, of your actions. We're just Rabim, we're me'atim, me'atim, right? We are just few in number, and our values sometimes feel like they are in a vast uh, darkness, and yet we see the power of a seed, right? The power of light to overpower darkness, and therefore... Wow. Even every one of our little actions to the best that we can. I wasn't even going to come today. I wasn't feeling that good, and I'm not going to be here Monday. But guess what? I said to myself, Andrew's going to be here. Garano's going to be here. 
if we this this little this little uh, light in the darkness that we have here, that's never we never seem to see the light of day. Just think of the ripple effect that can have in the whole world. May all of our actions and all of our learning uh, affect all of our lives and all of our families' lives for good. Amen. Now, right? You saw that, Andrew? Yeah. All right, here we go. Is this really true, Andrew? That when you, whenever you actually cultivate it and, and, and try to work on it, all your efforts to be mevatel the root, it'll become batel barov when you do that? It's not, that maybe doesn't happen everywhere. In other words, there was a case. What's that case? A levy, right, got his miser. And before he was able to bring the trumas miser, he planted it, right? He has a chiv to bring the trumas miser to his, right, to, to the Kohen. And instead of doing that, he, he buried it in the ground. Uh-oh. So what happens? So, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You have to still take off truma from, from somewhere else, right? Based on, on, right? Based on how much you put in the ground. So we see that even though he did the extra effort, the miser, which was not yet taken, doesn't lose its chiyuv by being batal to the other, right, whatever, nine, nine litras that did not have this obligation. So we see that it does not become necessarily batal when you are doing it. But of course, that's in the other direction. That's l'chumra. Well, that's what we're going to say. First of all, shayni gabi maiser, amar kra, aser taser. When it comes to maiser, it says aser taser, which means vehetera zari inchi, yisir lo inchi. When it comes to permitted produce, that's what it's referring to, because aser taser. But when it comes to something that's aser, right, which is to say, right, tevel, that was not yet gemaisered, as we are at the auspicious time of 6.13 a.m., and people starting to, to trickle in, when it's Asr, we're not going to say that, that, that that's going to, right? That's excluded from Asr Taser. And, and that which is Asr is not going to fulfill, is not going to fit in to this idea of becoming Batal of the obligation. In other words, you can't just take something Asr and plant it into the ground because that's not going to get rid of the Asr. And we learned that from a Gezeras Hakasr, right? Okay? So the Iker is only going to become. And that's what the Gezeras HaKasav uh, is explaining. Okay, fine. So now, let's go back to Rabbi Hanina Tirta. Gufa. Right? So if you take an onion of truma, and then the new growth exceed the, right, is so much that it exceeds that of the original onion, the entire onion is mutter. So we're going back to being the the, uh, the truma onion. So let's just finish off with this. So Lememer de Gidule, is that trying to say that Gidule, Heter Malin is a Isser? Then when it comes to, right, Truma, the Heter of the leaves is actually going to be Mavatel, the forbidden root, Vatnan, but we learned in the Mishnah, Gidule, Truma, Truma, that the growths out of Truma are considered Truma. Andrew, do you remember this from Shabbos Yud Zion? The 18 Gazeris in the attic where, like, the Beis Hillel guys didn't show up to Yeshiva? And they voted in Beit Shammai. So you might recall, this is one of the 18 things that they voted on, where Beit Shammai were, was ahead of Beis Hillel. Oh. Well, once you say that, so, and, and what's the reasoning? So there was a machlokas. Let's go with Rabbi Hanina. Rabbi Hanina over there in Shabbos Yudzai said a fascinating thing. It's because of Gezerah Mishum Teruma Tahar Biyad Yisrael, said Rabbi Hanina. In other words, like this. Yisrael has Truma Tahara, Right? 
So guess what? What's an Israel going to do with Truma Tahora? He has to he has to give it to the coin, right? Or he has to sell it to the coin. It's not worth that much. Well, he also has another. He thinks he's clever. He's going to take this Truma Tahora. He's going to bury it in the ground. <laughs> he's going to bury it in the ground. If you're going to say that he makes a whole field out of it, right, by cultivating it and harvesting it, well, guess what? Then that then the Israel is going to all the Israelim potentially are going to bury all their Truma and have the growth come out of it, and it's going to nullify the truma. Uh-uh. Gezerra. We're going to say, no, 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 no. In order to disincentivize such behavior, we're going to say any growth that comes out of truma will be treated as truma as well. So you, that's, we're taking away that loophole, Andrew. Okay. So the Gemara says, okay, but that we said gidule truma is truma. However, but gidule gidule karminan. When Rabbi Yanai says that the truma does in fact, right, Disappear in Batel. He's talking about the Gidule Gidulim. It's true that that, that Gezerah is on the, but it's almost like a Gezerah to like Gezerah. That Gezerah is on the first growths, but not on the growths that come out of those first growths. And the Gemara says, well, wait, we also learned that in the Mishnah. Hanami Tanina Gidule Gidulim Chulin. We said, wow, we have in our Mishnah, now it's full circle. Our Mishnah talked about growths out of growths with respect to the Dharm. Now we're talking about growths of Truma, right? that the growths of truma growths are also chulin, and that is what the Mishnah said. And therefore, what is Rabbi Yanai teaching? So the Gemara says, that even something where the seed doesn't de- decompose, the growths of truma growths are going to be batel. Wow. That's unlike Nadarim. But we said, when it comes to Tevel, the Gidula Gidulim are Aser. <coughs> That's a mission in Shrumas. Says the Gemara, Ribuya de Rabba Gidula and the Karamutar Kamash Malan. Rabbiana is teaching, no, that when the growths, the Gidulim, are so much more than the roots, that is when they are Mutter. In other words, the growths of the growths normally would be Aser. However, that's only when they don't totally exceed the roots. But Rabbiana is teaching us the Chiddush that when the growths do exceed, then in fact, they're going to be mutter. Hadron alacha noidim in Ayerek. We finished the seventh parak of Nadarim. Bezat Hashem, Shabbos, Chanukah, Rosh Chodesh. Tomorrow, we'll start with the eighth parak of Masechas Nadarim.